Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. I hope you all had the best Christmas. I hope it was full of food and laughter and friends and family and, of course, presents. I hope Santa was really good to you. It's so wild that Christmas is over and like New Year's is in, you know, just a couple of sleeps. It's it's so crazy how fast time can really go. I'm super excited for the new year. I We've already got our travel plans all booked in and 2023 is looking really, really fun for us. As you already know, if you're a listener of the podcast, we're flying to South Africa on the 17th of January. Then from South Africa, we're going back to Bali. We're spending four months there. And then in May, we just booked our one-way ticket to Amsterdam, which is so freaking exciting. If you guys don't know, my partner, Niels, he's actually from Holland. So he's 100% Dutch and his family lives over there. So we're going to be spending some time with them, which I'm super, super excited about. I've been to Holland once before and I was there for nine months, but that was only when I was like 21 years old. Now, almost being 29, I'm super excited just to experience it in a different way. So, so excited to eat the cheese, ride the bikes, and just, you know, be so free in and around in Europe. So, that's what's on the cards for us. I would love to know what you guys are planning across 2023 because I feel like it's just going to be a really good year. In today, let's get into today's episode. So in today's episode is actually a recording of Instagram live. I sat down with another health and fitness coach called Yana and she interviewed me. I really wanted to share this conversation on the podcast because we touched over some really, really good topics that's really going to help you guys with your mindset moving into 2023. We covered topics like how you're able to switch your mindset from exercise being a punishment and focusing on burning calories to really focusing on getting strong, how to start creating a positive, healthy relationship with food and how to remove restrictions from your life. We also spoke about getting into the gym and what to focus on if you're, you know, just starting out. And before we get into the episode, I would love, love, love if you could please do me a massive favor. If you could please write me a review in the Apple podcast, because it really does support my channel so that we can really, really get it out to more people to help everyone heal their relationship with food and their body so they can finally be free and feel confident in their bodies. Thank you so much for um, joining me today. This is going to be a fun little chat. Oh, my pleasure. I love jumping on and connecting with other health professionals. So it's, it's going to be a bite. Here for it. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. So um, for those of you who are jumping on, we are going to be chatting. So the theme, I guess, for my series, the Summer Wellness Series, is really around food and fitness freedom, um, sustainability, enjoyment in our exercise and with our food over the summer period and over the Christmas period, but obviously all of this can be applied to any time of year. But I just find that at this time of year, this is where 
some of those kind of thoughts come in more around like restricting our food or overdoing it without exercise and things like that. So I thought it was kind of a good time to have these chats with a few different people. So the kind of stuff that we're talking about today and some of the questions that came through is really around like uh, finding that balance and um, how to, I guess, switch up your mindset and create a bit more inner confidence and self-worth around your food and fitness so that we're not yeah, doing all of these extremes and kind of going around in circles, really. Um, yeah, so I think we'll just jump into some of these questions. Hello, everyone jumping in. So I think if we start with maybe if you just kind of jump in, because I know that you have your own kind of journey of how you've come from like your own restriction and over-exercising and doing too much cardio and all of those things and how you've kind of got to where you are today, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's been a journey, like, for sure. <laughs> but it's like I was like that typical, you know, yo-yo dieter, doing tons of cardio, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. to go for a run before doing my 10-hour shift in the clinic and then somehow fitting a gym <laughs> session in there as well and then, like, eating like next to no calories because for me personally like my journey was always like it was so based in and around my own self-worth because I had none it was so low yeah. that I was getting you know that external validation through my body that like if I was the fit one and I was the active one then I was going to be accepted so then of course all my nutritional behaviors and like fitness everything was stemming from those beliefs so therefore they were so toxic it wasn't yeah. until like I was really able to change that story and like figure out who I was as a person it, like start getting that self-worth within myself and accepting myself and internally validating was I then really truly able to change my nutritional choices and my exercise because it was no longer coming from a place of you know punishment and restriction to make myself smaller it was coming from a place of like I respect my body can I swear yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I get passionate about this because it's like I know that yeah no, go for it. <laughs> um, it's now coming from a place of like feeling so good about myself and feeling strong and feeling empowered and like fueling my body correctly and respecting that and nourishing it. And then of course, like the body composition changes that come with that is what I wanted to achieve when I was burning myself into the ground. So yeah. there's a lot of internal work that had to go on to fully be able to like flourish into this space where I am today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I kind of, um, I guess focused I guess more on the self-worth confidence and then trying to find that balance in terms of our like talk today because it is I think people don't realize how much internal work has to happen with all of this stuff because there's so many things that have just been kind of ingrained in us from years and years mm -hmm. of diet and fitness culture that we don't realize that there's a different way of doing things and how much of it is actually like internal work for ourselves before we can actually get the results that we want god yes oh my god there is so <laughs> much conditioning <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah absolutely and a lot of it is also 
like especially with body confidence and um, yeah, self-esteem and all of that kind of stuff. It's all that all internal work, and we don't necessarily have to change the way our body looks. That's all coming from the internal, the stories we're telling ourselves, what we're putting worth on, and those are the things that we kind of need to get yeah, place more awareness on and realize that that's where we need to have a lot of focus so that when we do start making nutrition and exercise changes, it's coming from a better place. I think it's the, like, the key that is underpins all of it. I completely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so some of our questions, um, there's some really good ones in here. Um, I've tried to keep it short because um, there were a few. But so the first one is what are some easy ways to switch your mindset towards exercise from punishment and burning calories to building your body up? Yeah, I love this question because it resonates so deeply in terms of like yeah. that's how I used to see exercise and that's how I used to use it. It was, oh my yeah. God, I ate a brownie at work. I have to go do a hit session this afternoon. So <laughs> yeah. um, if you're feeling like this, I completely like feel you so deeply because it's it sucks when literally your whole world is revolved around this stuff and it's so controlling. So one of the biggest things is that I always ask my clients to do is really reflect on like why are you exercising like why are you choosing to exercise and really undercover like the reasonings and is it coming from like that helpful place or is it coming from that negative place of needing to like change what we look like in order to you know feel good enough so a really good way of distinguishing that is like when you answer that question like what are you saying to yourself like am i exercising to burn calories and that's a red flag Am I exercising to, you know, lose weight even? Again, I classify that as a red flag because when exercise is used from a positive place, it's like it's so much more than what we look like. It's more so about, you know, like feeling good, feeling confident, feeling empowered. But then plus the all the flow and effects, right, of like increasing our bone density, increasing our muscle mass, increasing our like our heart improves. Like it's it's so much more than just like an aesthetic thing. It's like it's our health that we're talking about. So that's one way of changing the mindset. And the other thing that I fully believe, it goes back to that thing that you were talking about before in terms of conditioning because we are absolutely conditioned. And I, I see it like I was there for five years, you know, the popular gyms, I'm not going to jump names, but we know what we're talking about yes. now, is like we're getting these, these women to, you know, do these high-intensity exercise sessions for 45 minutes and then telling mm -hmm. them to eat like 1,400 calories it's ridiculous so that's where we're like we're made to believe that this is what we have to do in order to see results and the yeah. biggest thing is i don't think that many women like especially if you're struggling with this mentality is like you've never felt the effects of intentional training and when you actually yeah. train like when you actually follow a program when you actually apply progressive overload when you actually implement like the basic training principles you actually get stronger and you actually start seeing results from all the hard work that you're trying to achieve. So it's that whole thing, right, of like making sure you're coming from an empowered place, but then also like make sure your training is in line with your goals and actually getting something out of it rather than just busting your guts for no reason whatsoever. 
Yeah. I used to be like that where I was just all over the place with my training yeah. and it just, it doesn't feel good because you're like, what am I actually doing? Yeah. You just feel a little bit like confused and like stuck in terms of, yeah, where are you actually going? Are you actually doing something meaningful? Um, yeah. And another one that I've seen recent, like I've heard recently is, is still the, the phrases coming out around gyms and the high intensity classes and things like that around like earning your yeah. food or like yeah. go hard so that you can have that cookie or like going hard so that you can like earn your chocolate bar later or whatever it is, which yeah, I just hate it. Just like it just kills me inside, but still a way to like, I guess try and encourage people, Murder but people. it's not mm. really encouraging at all. Yeah. It's just a crazy, yeah, it's crazy that it's still happening. Um, but again, it's just that conditioning. It's something that's just come into, it's just in the fitness industry. So it's, it's hard to get rid of. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just like when you see it for like the X amount of years, right, that's deep down yeah. in your core belief system and that's like someone comes and tells you something else and you're like, what? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an educational battle that I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just kind of try and pick the battles, but it's really hard when you know that it's still going on and you know that, like, possibly clients are hearing that in the background at gyms and things like that. It's just like, oh, just irritates me a little bit that you'll, yeah, that it's still that environment, that, like, kind of gym environment. It's really hard to change. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next question was, I guess, how do you remove restrictions and not overconsume that food? I guess for them, it's like whatever food is that food. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's a, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very complex topic, and it's yeah, it's like for me and for a lot of my clients, it's it's a lot deeper than just like you know giving yourself permission. But absolutely, I'll go there. But the first mm -hmm. thing is that we need to think about is like how where like our food beliefs like how we perceive food how we're showing up in and around it and what are we saying to ourselves about it so it's that whole piece of like labeling food as good and bad and or that has too many calories or x y and z it's that's where we need yeah. to start changing the story we need to learn how to look at food as neutral and remove any sort of emotional attachment to it and then, of course, comes into the fact of giving yourself fucking permission to eat what you want when you want it. And I know that is so terrifying for so many women because they're like, no freaking way. I'm just going to lose control if I allow myself to eat that chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Then it's, a, it's that, that restrictive mentality that is actually the yeah. reason why they're losing control. So mm -hmm. it's about ultimately building trust within yourself in and around food because it's it's one thing to like say just oh yeah give yourself permission but then it's it's that important next step of allowing yourself to do that and then utilizing that experience to build that new self-trust that hang on a minute I actually do have control and this can be my hmm. new story then being able to do that again and again and again over time is then when it it can fully shift it's definitely not something that will happen overnight and it's definitely something that takes a fair bit of time practice and consistency most mm -hmm. importantly because i see all the time and women go through it and then they get triggered and they just want to restrict again and then 
yeah feeding back into that cycle and then all of a sudden they're binge eating and they're all they have mm. no energy because of that, mm. that restriction and it's so crazy yeah. because the body is so smart right like anytime we go through a, like a restriction phase like we reduce our calories or we don't allow ourselves to eat them what does the body do we don't stop thinking about it or the body will decrease our own energy just to counteract like the low calories that we're eating it and like yeah. we're not listening to that because we're so caught up on the fact that we just want to change our body composition so much so it's complex right <laughs> and i'm sorry yeah, it's so complex it's a great question but it is it's one of those topics that's a whole host of different things that could be going on and that's where like having support with those things comes into play because then you can do that backwards and forwards of um you know talking with your coach or whoever is your support system about those thoughts that are coming up when you're around whatever that food is for you that you're wanting to restrict but you're trying to allow yourself to have yeah and it's just about being more mindful around when you're eating and trying to like give yourself the space because we're often like eating on the go or eating while we're watching tv or things like that yeah so it's also about giving yourself the space to like sit and eat your food and be mindful about what's actually going on and what's going on in your head yeah. because i think that kind of comes into it as well you know we're just eating on the go and we're not really taking that time to be like mindful about what we're eating and how we're actually talking to ourselves and that's how those pathways and those cycles happen in our brain where we're telling ourselves we can't have this and that's over and over and over again so we kind of need to do something different to be able to change it into a more positive mindset and cycle and new pathway <laughs> yeah actually and it's like people underestimate the the small little things that we can do each and every day in terms of mindful eating like that's going to have a massive yeah. impact on how you're able to like you know be present and enjoy the food and stop when you're full and satisfied in comparison to just like going off and being not even there in the moment so i think yeah. that's a, yeah so important as well yeah especially when you're eating the food that maybe you used to or want to restrict having that like mindful approach yeah. to eating it so that you can actually listen to the thoughts that you're having what your body's telling you if your body's telling you yep i feel full i feel satisfied you're actually able to connect with and be in tune with those thoughts and those feelings rather than just eating the whole chocolate bar mindlessly and not realizing that you're actually like feeling really full yeah absolutely <laughs> um okay so this kind of goes into the next question which is where to start with creating a positive relationship with food and your body so it's kind of, I kind of already kind of been touching on this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was thinking about it and there's definitely some important things, I think, in terms of new education. Education yeah. in the space of nutrition yeah. is huge because I know there's a lot of people that just lack basic nutritional knowledge and therefore that's really influencing like their nutritional choices because like a lot of the times, right, like that's where like the bad foods come in because it's it's been marketed as like you know these are the foods that are going to make you gain weight and x y and z when really it's actually like just some carbohydrates so it's really really important i think that people need to learn what macronutrients are like what are carbs what are fats what are proteins because at the end of the day all food is made up of 
carbs, fat, and proteins, but just in different like ratios, right? And a really good example of this is like I, for example, like forever, like a box of shapes. Oh my god, I could not eat that. That was so bad. But then I was looking at like the, just a nutritional label on it, and like I was looking at a serving size, and that's like twenty grams of carbs. And for me, for me personally, to maintain my weight, like I can eat 270 grams of carbohydrates in a day. So like having 20 grams of carbs is like nothing. So all of a sudden, it's like these foods, you can see that it can easily fit. And I'm not saying like go and eat all these foods and make up all your calories. That's not it. That's not the vibe. I'm still yeah. saying absolutely eat enough fiber, making sure you're eating enough fruits and vegetables, get your micronutrients and minerals in. But I'm saying is that we can absolutely eat these bad foods. And I don't even want to say that. Like yeah. we can eat all these foods if we yeah. eat our healthy diet. Yeah so easily so once you have that education there's really nothing to be afraid of when you learn about portion size and how you can fit it into your day and the other thing with that is like women need to know their maintenance calories because like 95 percent of my clients that work with me i make them eat more because often we're yeah. under eating so we've got that conditioning is less it's that classic move more eat less which yeah. is, yes, that's really, really great information for like a lot of the population. Absolutely, don't get me wrong, but like in specific in females who are like, you know, eating 1200 calories and training five days a week, that is the last yeah. thing that those people need to hear. So, yeah, absolutely. Education, huge. <laughs> Educate yourself, guys. <laughs> or work. And then the next thing is like, work with someone if you can get help. Because, like, it's, I've worked with so many coaches and it's absolutely game-changing in terms of it's not just the education that we need, but it's, it's that support. If we need someone to pull ourselves out of our own stories that we're telling ourselves because half the time yeah. the shit that we're saying to ourselves is not true, but we don't know that. We need someone else to pull ourselves out and be like, hang on a minute, like I'm just going yeah. down this spiral again. And it's sometimes it's just so hard to shift that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel, I think that, um, like, probably prior to, like, maybe three years ago, I kind of had the same, like, problems where it was just all in my yeah. head. And I didn't really, like, think I need to, like, have my own coach and somebody that I can, like, bounce off. Yeah. Because it was like, I know what I need to do. I know, you know, like, I know all these things. But it's it's not about that. It's, it's, a, it's the combination of, like, knowing what you need to do, but it's also about being able to talk with someone about the things that are coming up, you know, day to day or week to week that aren't there all the time, but they're the things that might derail you and then you go in back into that cycle of stopping because of whatever reason and then you stop for a little while and then you're like, oh, I need to get back into it so you do all of the things again. So it's having somebody there to help you in those phases where it's really tricky and you're trying to like navigate those old cycles and those old patterns of stopping and just feeling really guilty and really frustrated and down about yourself and then coming back into it again from that disheartened place but having somebody there in those moments to help with that backwards and forwards to help you create a new pattern and a new pathway and help you realize those thoughts that are continuously like coming up in those moments which is going to be different for everybody 
Yeah, I love that you say that because I was exactly the same, right? Like I was, my yeah. ego is so loud in terms of like I've got a freaking exercise yeah. physiology degree. Yeah. Like I, I've studied this I'm a professional. for like six years, but then like there was still a part yeah. of me that was so deeply rooted, a fearful of weight gain that it just completely controlled everything that I was doing. So that's why it's like yes. No, like you can, you know the things. You can look online and you can like look up a calorie mm. calculator, right? Like you can look up an exercise yeah. program, but that doesn't change what's going on in your head. So that is the biggest thing, yeah. and I, yeah, I completely agree with you. <laughs> right. So yeah, I guess those last couple of questions are like the starting points. I guess the awareness of the thoughts that are coming up and knowing that. You kind of you need someone there. You need a support system. You need a coach. You need somebody to help you start to navigate those things. And they're going to be small little steps. It's not trying to take a bite of one whole apple at a time. It's like those little bites. And I think that was that's the other thing that a lot of people when they like come to me as a coach and probably to you as well is they're wanting to do all of the things. And we're obviously usually peeling back to let's start with these basic things. And also we're working on like the mindset stuff. So yeah, it's all that stuff is like, it's a big, those are both two big questions and the little things that you can do to get started is the awareness and then yeah, having that support with the journey, I guess, and knowing that it is going to be a bit of a journey. Yeah. The second, the one thing I wanted to say to that as well is, like a really good place to start with in all of this is starting to do things that terrify you <laughs> because mm. it's going through those moments is when you're fully going to be able to evolve and grow. And if you're not pushing into yeah. the fear, then you're absolutely not going to be able to change your relationship with food on your body. Like things, for example, yeah. like if like terrified of eating more, right? Like, I know that's a really big fear of a lot of people because of the deep-rooted, like what happens when you eat more is you gain weight, which is not necessarily yeah. true, but it's about being able to take action and do that and then building mm. the trust and then probably being triggered again. Yeah. Then they're yeah. able to sit through that and then utilising yeah. that perceived failure as then a lesson to be then able to grow again because I know a fear can take control of a lot of people and stops them from doing so much when it's really those moments in time where they want to give up and they want to you know don't want to push through they want to shy away is when they're fully mm. actually be going to be able to grow and change so guys do shit yeah scares you. and it's just it's stepping out of that comfort zone eh? yeah because like that's just what happens is we just get comfortable and it's not that we don't want to change it's just that it's it's easy to stay in that comfortable <laughs> space so it's getting used to getting yourself a little bit uncomfortable and being able to show yourself that you can do these hard things. It just mm. takes a little bit of discomfort and getting used to that little bit of discomfort in the process. Mm. That's right. All right. So the next one is around Christmas and New Year period specifically. Um, so what are your main tips around balance with food and exercise over this Christmas, New Year, holiday time? <laughs> yeah. I love this because uh, I remember like, a few years ago I was making cocktails with my brother and I was like in, internally I was like oh, I, can't eat, I can't drink these like there's just way too many calories in them and then I would make up oh no I, I don't want that and he'd be like why like 
why not? And I'm like, oh, I just don't feel like it. But internally, I was like, holy crap, all the calories, X, Y, and Z. And then it convinced mm. me, and then I would do it. And then, of course, riddled with guilt. And it's because of the fact that I wasn't giving myself permission to have things if I wanted them. And I didn't know how to trust myself and trust my own choices in what I wanted. And that's the biggest thing that people need to learn is choosing to eat things because they want to, not because, you know, it's in front of them, not because everyone else is doing it, not because it's the time of year. It has to come from mm. this internal place of your own choice and that own trust in terms of, no, I'm eating this because I really want it versus, yeah. oh, those people are still eating it, so that means I have to keep going, for example, or I have to finish my plate because I'm not allowed to, like, leave the table, for example. So it really comes down to, number one, of course, giving yourself permission to eat everything that you want to find that balance and then also trusting yourself to choose what you want when you want it because think about it like this and for anyone who's thinking right like oh i can't do that because i'm going to lose control is like think back to a time like when you were on holidays and you allowed yourself to eat what you wanted it's a little bit more indulgent when we go away and we like don't really care as much and then we're telling ourselves that oh just you know start again when i get back um what is like the first thing traditionally that you really do feel like when you get back a lot of the time it's like something light and it's like salad or something, you know, a bit more fresh. And that there yeah. in itself is evidence that like when you give yourself permission to eat what you want, you don't always want those indulgent foods or those no foods or the ones that you traditionally yeah. lose control over. So it's about then building that trust that that can be possible for you all of the time. I know though mm. for a fact that like when, you do go through the phase there's definitely I like to call it like a rebel phase and it's like when you go through like restriction mentality and finally find this place of like oh I'm allowed to eat all these foods then there is a part of you that is a little bit more rebel than what you would be normally towards like yeah towards the end because all of a sudden you've got all this new food back into your life you're like oh cool I'm gonna eat these brownies I'm gonna eat you know extra mayo and all the stuff that you weren't allowed to have but then yeah. once you ride that wave, you get probably triggered and thinking that, oh, my God, this is ruining everything. Yeah. I don't know all the stories that come up. But then it plateaus <laughs> out. And then it's just about yeah. being able to trust that process that that kind of what happens. So the biggest yeah. tips in and around Christmas is freaking enjoy yourself. Give yourself permission yeah. to eat your foods. And then the last thing is the most important. And, oh, it's not the most important. They're all important. But learn about how to balance your plate. Like people just like think about, oh my God, all these extra calories, just because there's all these extra calories doesn't mean that you have to eat them. And it's, yeah. and then it's about like, okay, do you know how to like plate up like a quarter of your plate protein, quarter of your plate carbs, and the rest can be vegetables. Yeah. Like Christmas day lunch is a yeah. perfect opportunity to be able to balance your plate once you understand your Yeah, food. absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I think with well, a lot that we've been talking about, I've just got kind of another like question that we can touch on yeah. is around the that topic of self trust. Yeah, because I know that's a like a big one that comes up for a lot of people. Is how do you actually like you know how to actually start with that? You know, like how how that process happens because I think we just lose touch with ourselves and listening to our body and listening to 
yeah, what we're telling ourselves. And so I guess what would your little tips be for starting that process of like building that trust back with yourself so that you can then start to see that, oh, I can actually do that or yes, I can actually do that. And that helps with a lot of these food choices and all of these things. Yeah. And that is why like one of the things I wanted to bring up was like leaning into the stuff that's scary because that's how you yeah. have to build trust because you have to do mm. things that are against what you like quote unquote believe in terms of like, you know, Christmas, all these calories, I have no control. That's your belief right mm. here. You have to lean into that. You have to then allow yourself to, you know, break these quote unquote rules that you have for yourself and then, you know, then create that small evidence. Then, then that is then your new story. So really leaning into mm. fear. And then the other thing that's really important in building self-trust is really focusing on the small things, like really, really celebrating every small thing that you do towards your goal. Yeah. Because when people get so focused on the outcome, they forget the fact that they actually, you know, went to Christmas and trusted themselves around the food and didn't overeat and felt really positive and excited about the food. They don't classify that as a win because that's not a quote unquote what the thing that they're trying to achieve. But that's yeah. how you build the trust because all those the micro trust. little yeah. commitments that you keep to yourself every time mm. you act in integrity is the way that you then eventually over time snowball into this massive beautiful self-trust area <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's a, i mean it's a big topic and the self-trust can go with you know everything outside of health and fitness as well oh, but yes. for specifically fitness it's i feel like maybe it just feels a little bit more um maybe intangible mm -hmm like I think in terms of that self-trust because it's more mindset work and it's more things that you would deem as a win or as success or mm -hmm. you know those kind of things so I think that's why it gets a little bit tricky with how to build that self-trust in your health and fitness journey because yeah it's not looking so much at, at the external results it's more the the little wins like you said enjoying that food when normally you wouldn't or going to the gym when you didn't really want to, but you yeah. knew if you just showed up and did a five minute warm up, you'd feel better and you'd feel more like carrying yeah. on, you know? Yeah. It's those little moments, those are the wins, those are the things that build that trust that you can do all these hard things, you can keep yeah. going. And it's not the end of the world if you did that five minute warm up and then went home or, you know, as like little examples. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it just comes down to, I think, as well, like, commitment an actual commitment mm. because you can say that you're going to do something or then you mm. can actually like commit to doing something because every time you like say you're going to do something and you don't you can't trust yourself yeah like, absolutely not yeah. but as soon as you actually like start following through and having those commitments and actually doing it like you said like going to the gym when you say you're going to or like you know yeah allowing yourself to eat in these social situations is then really going to be able to build that trust with yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I think along with that, it's making sure that we don't overcommit to things. So that's a big one that people often do is that they say they're going to do all of these things and it ends up being like five or 10 things. And that makes it really hard to commit and follow through with those things. 
and that's what then derails us and loses that self-trust because we're, we're trying to do a hundred things yes. whereas if we focus in on two maybe like three or four depending on where you're starting if you start with those couple of things that you can actually focus a lot more of your effort and energy and time on you're more likely to be able to follow through on those couple of commitments and then that builds that follow through and that trust because you've actually got a little bit more space to like focus on two things rather than ten you're uh, absolutely because again we've been conditioned to having like results in like yeah. a week or you know ten weeks and you're gonna like you know yeah. have everything like and perfectly but absolutely so you do all of the you. things and you, <laughs> yeah like these habits you just do everything tick them all off exactly like these are habits that have built over years and that's what i say to all my clients mm. like if you're not in this for the long game don't bother. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. It's not, um, yeah, I think, I, I can't remember where I read it, but it resonated with me. It was like, you're, if you're in this for, like, you're going to do it for the next 30 days and then you want to sit on the couch and do nothing, that's not, you're not in it for the right that's reason. <laughs> this is, like, this is for your life. This is for, you know, that's, I'm not here to just do a hard out challenge for the next, yeah. 30, 60 days and then sit on the couch and not do anything for the rest of my life. Like that's not what it's about. So I think it's, yeah, <laughs> changing that mindset of why we're actually doing it and how long we actually have to do it for. So it has to be something that you can do for a lot longer than 30 days. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so big on sustainable <laughs> approaches. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so the last question was more around an exercise and how, like, what to focus on when you're starting out in the gym or, I guess, just exercise in general. Mm. What are the important things? What are those big things to start mm. with? The first thing I wanted to say to this one is we need to normalize gym anxiety. Gym yeah. anxiety is absolutely, it's so, I have that. it's so <laughs> real. And yeah. The, why, why I know that is because one, I still get it. And yeah, me too. Like, yes. And like with overworking with hundreds of women, it's like they all feel it. So yeah. I think the first thing that we need to like focus on is like first normalizing that. And then we like need to change the conversation mm -hmm. because like you, it's that thing, right? You go in and then you're like, you know, messing around with the machine weights and you're like shit is it the right angle and put the pin in and then you're looking out around you and they're like oh my god they've all got their shit together but when reality yeah. that we're they're thinking exactly the same as you so um if you can like spark up a conversation with someone in the gym to make yourself feel more comfortable to make yourself you know make it a beautiful environment that you're excited to go to because then it like makes it so much easier than to want to go back the next yeah. thing is like the things that you're doing in your first year shouldn't necessarily like exercise selection really shouldn't really change even in your third year right stick to the basics mm. because the basics work and i'm talking about like a mm. lunge a squat a dead a hinge pattern a hip thrust pattern a vertical push a vertical pull horizontal push pull and then some core stuff right like yeah. Some of the stuff that I see on the, on Instagram is ridiculous. Just some of these combination yeah. exercises. I'm like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Um, so stick to the basics because the basics absolutely work. 
all you really mm. need to do is stick to something. Obviously, like there's a whole science to this, like this is yeah. like, you know, four year degree here, but like doing the same thing for at least six weeks and then just trying mm. to beat it every single week so like if you take your squat for example you want to you know back squat it could look like 10 reps 11 reps 12 reps 13 reps or it could mm. be like 30 kilos 32 and a half kilos 35 kilos that's it yeah. like that's the mistake that so many people make it's like overcomplicated. and then the other thing is doing like two higher reps with minimal load we have to move yeah. into the area of like you know hypertrophy training which is eight to 12 repetitions, especially as a beginner, just to build mm -hmm. good movement patterns, understand to learn how to do good technique, and then also um, loading your muscles enough in order for them to change. And yeah, my biggest advice literally to anyone that is starting on the gym is utilizing that first one to two years of mastering your technique. And that's really what it should be about because as you get more advanced, it's like you're lifting some heavy numbers and there's a lot of load that's going through your body. So if you don't have that foundation, it's like building a house on sand, right? You're going to collapse and you're going to fail. So take your Absolutely. time, work on your technique and then focus on your recovery. That is something that's so underrated that people are like, oh my God, especially I don't know about your clients, but I can't have rest days. Oh my god! Yeah, because that's where the magic yeah. happens. Yeah, rest days. Yeah, rest days are, are hard, aren't they? <laughs> Especially when you like find something you enjoy. I think that's probably like a big thing that becomes more about like you're you're actually excited to go to the gym, which is an amazing thing. Mm. But make like pulling yourself back and making sure that you're also yeah looking after your body and you're not overdoing it because then when you do go to the gym next you're able to do so much more if you've actually had that time to recover rest yeah oh absolutely uh, i don't know about you i'm excited about my rest days like i love yeah. the gym don't get me wrong yeah. I, I love training, but like on those yeah. days after like a leg day i'm like i can't move and that's the other thing yeah. like you need to be training hard enough when you're doing your exercises but to give your muscles a reason to change, therefore to need the recovery to, you know, to be actually able to get body composition changes in order to, like, you know, tone up. Um, yeah, I feel it's so important to train hard enough as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, like, like you said, with the, um, all the like Instagram workouts and and things like that is simplifying it to not a billion exercises mm. and i think that's what you know you were saying with like keep it to a select amount of exercises yeah. um and the basic ones and yeah it doesn't have to be you don't have to have like 10 or more exercises in one session it can be you know like four yeah I see. <laughs> and yeah, focus on like your technique with them and finding the right way and focusing on how it feels and if it's feeling funny then how can you you know alter your like technique to make it feel more comfortable just all those little things mm. um yeah god <laughs> yes oh my god instead of all the jumping all the jumping around and all the like combo stuff and, and all the <laughs> balls and things i'm like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we don't need any of that. Yeah. Time and place, it's, it's good. Bore, and like but boring. Not if good. it's boring and it's not changing, that's good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but then you see results, which is the coolest thing. 
It's like, like yeah. when I was able to do like those pull-ups, I was like, holy shit. Like I was training, you know, for five mm-hmm. years and never able to do something like this. What I've been able to achieve in a year and a half is ridiculous because I actually mm-hmm. train with intention. I have structure and actually yeah. see results. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone needs to learn. Like when you do that, because everyone's yeah. like, oh, I've got no problem with my exercise. Like I show up with my exercise. Like they go to their group fitness. Yeah. But I'm like, are you actually progressing? I think you're just sweating. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And that's another conditioning whole thing, isn't it? But in saying Um, that, I I I do want to say, though, I don't, like, there is definitely a time and a place for group fitness. And if you're just exercising, you need to feel good and stuff. Like, I'm so for that. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely, exercise is medicine. But then if you're expecting a certain result, then that's where the structure has to come in. Always have to say that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, that's... um, yeah, so true. And I think it's about finding what works for you, right? Like if you're happy with your group fitness classes because that environment makes you want to show Unity. up and you've got yeah. friends that run yeah. with you and all of that, perfect, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, obviously if you're wanting certain results, that's where the exercise science comes in and that's where you need a certain plan and a structure to be able to see those results happen. So right. I think it's just, yeah the awareness and the education around what exercise does for that side of things um for sure yeah that's important to know <laughs> absolutely all right well, i think that was all of the questions yeah it was amazing um well i have just a couple of like last ones because it's christmas i have a couple of christmasy questions Love some Christmas. fun ones <laughs> um so what is your favorite like christmas time food not that you have to eat it just at Christmas time, but what do you enjoy? <laughs> oh, that is a hard question. Honestly, like, I don't know what my favourite Christmas food is because it's like, I'm more of a, like, I love the savoury, the turkey, sort of all the salad-y, mm. like, throw up a pile of food like this big on my plate. That's, like, <laughs> my favourite thing about Christmas. It's not necessarily, like, yeah. crumbles or anything like that. I'm not a really big fan yeah. of, like, traditional Christmas food. I'm just, like, my favourite thing is, like, having a plate, like, this big and enjoying <laughs> every mouthful of it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm the same. I, I like the, um, like, the cold meat mm. and this all this different salads and, yeah, I love a plate full of lots of different goodies. <laughs> And what do you have any Christmas traditions? And if you do, what would be your favorite? Oh my god, wearing my, my Christmas pajamas and putting up my Christmas tree. I've been wearing my Christmas pajamas since the, like the last week of November. I am like Christmas, love it. And then I've been doing this thing that I'm going to implement now for probably every year is like Friday nights, I've been having pizza and watching a Christmas movie with my Christmas tree lights on, and I am so for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favourite thing at this time of year is is watching movies with my Christmas tree lights on in the evenings. That's yeah, my favourite thing to do. Yeah. I <laughs> so yeah. the last question, what's your favourite Christmas movie? Oh my god. I was just about to say, I can't believe it's taken me twenty eight, almost twenty nine years now to watch the holiday. And I am like I know, I'm a, I'm a Christmas <laughs> movie fanatic and I've never seen it. And I watched it. And I watched it with my partner oh my and he was gosh. like, Holy crap, this is actually like the first Christmas movie I actually like. <laughs> so Yeah, that is my favourite. I've already watched it. I think I've already watched that one, The Holiday Like Twice yeah. this year. <laughs> I had a new one last year because um my daughter was like 
just over one. So I, I watched After Christmas, mm -hmm. like an um, animated that one's cute. I love that one. Okay, I'll have to. That one's like a new on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like my new favorite little animated kidsy kind of one. I'm for it. <laughs> Arthur Christmas, did you say? Arthur Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is everything for our chat. I think it went a little bit longer than I was planning, but that's okay. I love <laughs> it. Thank you so much for um, joining me and for helping answer these questions. It was, yeah, just a great topic to be talking about. And I think it's a good time of year to for these reminders. And, yeah, it was just it was so much fun to have a chat with you. Yes, like <laughs> thank you so much for having me. <laughs> the animated Grinch on Disney is also good. Oh, good Ooh, to know. There you go. I want on my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank right. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Pleasure, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. I really do love you all. Just a quick reminder that if you're ready to, you know, heal your relationship with food, if you're ready to up-level your nutritional knowledge, if you're ready to start getting strong and see results in your body, then the 28th of December is the last chance that you are able to sign up for the Fit and Free Academy for the next intake, which is in January. So if you're interested, send me a DM on Instagram or I'm really happy just to jump on a call with you so we can chat things through just to see if you are a right fit. Thank you all for being here again and I'll see you all next week. Bye.